The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Mitch Fox are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net. You can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. Good morning, gentlemen. Good to see your shining faces this morning. How are you all doing? (laughs) Doing great, Scott. And yourself? So far, so good. Uh, Good news on the inflation front. Uh, 2.9%. We're now in that sweet spot, it seems, Don. Yes. You know, who would have thought like a year or so ago, 8.2, I think it hit around approximately that amount in Canada, a little higher in, in, you know, the UK and other uh, other countries. But the one thing I did read, interesting enough this week, is the economists couldn't believe that all that money that they threw in the economy generated that much inflation. And and now they are changing their models. And it's so mm. funny. You go back to way before that, Scott. In our show, we were talking about this is going to generate inflation. because That was a major econ- concern. Economics 101. Yeah. You put this kind of th- literally 30% of the money supply into the economy in a period of short, two short years, boom, inflation hits. Well, finally, we got it back down to under 3%. Which, again, like you said, Scott, is the sweet spot. And that should start to generate um, some interest rate reductions. And I'm sure there's a whole lot of listeners there, or at least listeners' kids, that are saying, thank God, because we needed those to start to drop for those mortgage rates and line of credits and other things. So it's, it's really been difficult for certain ones, particularly people in debt. Um, actually, it's been great for ones that have money because they're actually being earning a higher interest rate. But it's not great for the economy. So this has been very good news this week. What do you think is going to happen? And I know you can power up the crystal ball there on the desk. But, um, you know, the prime minister even alluded to this week that uh, he hopes that rates go down. Although, of course, they don't have any influence over the Bank of Canada rate. But it's interesting how the message is even coming from him. Well, yes, you're starting to see mortgage foreclosures. And, and a lot of basically affordability issues have been a big theme of late. And so, yes, it would make sense for Canada's interest rates to drop. It will actually affect our Canadian dollar. So it is a bit, which is actually probably good for exporting. But, you know, for those vacationing, it will be more expensive. But again, people feel less sympathetic for those people rather than the general population in Canada. So the U.S. is, in doing, is doing great. They are, they're in a different world altogether. Canada is literally just a borderline recession. And so interest rates dropping will be a a great thing and hopefully sooner than later. All right. So uh, we're going to start off uh, the show. Reasons why financial reviews are essential. You you just can't uh, one size fits all, put it in the drawer and leave it. This is ongoing maintenance, isn't it? Yeah, you got that right, Scott. Uh, It's not understating things to say that your financial review is, it's one of the most critical aspects of successful financial planning. Uh, You you said it right there, but many people, some people do assume that their financial plan, once created, that they can kind of set it and forget it. However, there are several reasons why it's necessary to update your plan as you progress along your financial planning. And one of them is changes in legislation. So Canada is constantly, as well as other places in the world, changing their tax laws. And that can really impact your tax liability, deductions, and retirement planning strategies requiring adjustments to your financial plan. I know in 2018, there are some big corporate change, changes uh, in terms of income splitting. 
And there's constantly stuff changing every year, but that was one of the bigger ones as you weren't able to kind of income split or sprinkle to your kids as much as you used to be able to. Um, But uh, they still have the capability to do so, but that was one of the big ones recently. Uh, Another reason why is strengthening communication and trust. So open communication is the very important uh, milestone for successful and advisor client relationships. Uh, Attending review, transparent dialogue between you and your advisor allow for open discussions about your financial concerns and also your questions and all of your goals. The, The level of engagement also affects the success of your financial plan. I know many of our clients, the the amount that they participate within the discussion and not just listen, um, the more that they ask, the more comfortable that they feel. And it really strengthens the communications between us as well as the trust. We have lots of clients that have been with us for 38 years because I know Don's been here for a long time. (laughs) So uh, we're building long relationships here and it's not because there's a lack of communication and trust. The ones that have been here for that long have had very open communication. Uh, another well, reason, that, you know, to... And, and to that point, uh, Mitch, you know, when you're having a communication, it's not too dissimilar to seeing, seeing your doctor. If you don't tell the doctor all the issues, it's hard for him to guess the problem. So very similar here. You're, you're going through all the areas and expenses and investments and, and taxes and, and you're bringing it all together. And if you're missing a piece of that puzzle, it's very difficult to have a proper plan. Yeah, I mean, there, there's two things that are most important in your life, and money and health are definitely two of them. If you have all the money in the world and no health, well, you can't really do too much. And if no health, if you have all the health and no money, well, I guess you can't do anything either. So there's <laughs> two of the most important things in your life right there, money and health. So comparing it to the doctor relationship is, is very fair. And that's just understanding your financial health is another reason there and getting a comprehensive snapshot of your financial status. And by attending these sessions, you really gain the valuable insight of the performance of your investment. Um, What are the risks of your portfolio? What, what is the benefits of doing uh, different tax advantage strategies, estate planning? How is it going to affect you now versus how is it going to affect you in 10, 20, 30, 50 years down the line? So uh, all of your health benefits personally with your doctor, as well as with us, they do correlate. And uh, holding us accountable. So as a client, you have the right to expect services provided to you at a certain standard. And attending reviews allow you to hold us accountable as well as us to keep you accountable. It is a two-way street. Uh, I know uh, we give kind of not, sometimes we give clients homework that they have to do. And our next meeting, we go through it. Well, did you get this done? And we have a little list and we see, well, how did you do and how did we do? And we make sure that we're keeping each other accountable because that's how you, you really get your financial plan doing well is by each working together to achieve your goals. It can't just be us doing everything. We do need it to be a, a two-way street. But you showing up to these annual reviews at very least and just it keeps us accountable as well as yourself. Uh, another one, it really enhances your financial literacy. Lots of people, it's not their job. Many, many people who have lots of money um, or are starting out, they don't really know much about financial planning. And by coming in and cons- consistently, you're going to come in and review your numbers. It's going to really empower you and you're going to learn something every time. I know you just compared us to, to checking in with your doctor, but also, I mean, you can compare us to teachers too. People are coming in here and we're teaching them everything about TFSAs, RSPs, uh, new accounts, FHSAs, and then there's tax strategies with all of those accounts, as well as the estate planning, insurance planning, 
there's so many factors to a financial plan. And so every time you come in here, I know we have many people that come in and they say, wow, I just learned so much. And you really make me feel a lot more comfortable every time I show up here because I learned something new about my whole financial plan. Uh, so another big reason here for consistent financial re reviews is um, people's goals change all the time. And I know you, you mentioned it before that uh, a lot of people set it and forget it and just trust that your financial plan is going to achieve everything that you're hoping to at all times. And it can work, uh, but it's not going to work as well as it's going to if you actually show up and do annual reviews. So it's not a one and done thing. And as people, we're not always great at planning for the long term. Um, our team's really found this true with uh, a lot of our clients, but the people who do work with us for 5, 10, or even as far as 30 years, they find that they find something that they wanted to do or maybe something they didn't know they wanted to do, but we've planned for something on the side for that. So when your goals do change uh, in your financial plan, so does your financial planning strategies as well. And the nice thing about a living plan is what really what we offer is you're adjusting the information because life gets in the way. We cannot project, nobody can project what your retirement will be in 30 years. Yes, we can put in the projection, but inflation can change as we just talked about earlier. Expenses can change, goals can change. Hey, you could have a, a, a child that you didn't expect for that matter. So there's all sorts of things that can get in the, I wouldn't call it getting in the way of a financial plan, but it's just life. So it's a living plan portal and as time changes, and maybe you get a big raise, maybe you get an inheritance, you throw this into the plan and it makes adjustments. And this is why it's so important, again, just from, as you mentioned, Mitch, doing an annual review, you go through all this again and see how how, is it, how, how do you look this year? And it can make a big difference. Even a, a bump in the market um, at the end of last year moved everybody's percentages up. It was quite remarkable, really. Yeah, our planning software has just increased so much comfort and our planning ability uh, i gotta say the living plan that we have it really stress tests everything it, it good and bad and you have so many what if scenarios that are very cool so you've got the what if you live longer what if inflation's higher what if the market tanks right after you retire and it takes five years to uh, get back to where it was there's all these certain scenarios that are unknown and some are good some i don't know um Getting a raise is obviously a good one, and the market outperforming the amount of rate of return that we put into the plan is also a good one that you just mentioned, and lots of people's financial health and the probability of success increased drastically from just meeting them in October to now being in February. Their rate of success has gone up a lot because of that little area that performed really well. But one, one exercise that we do with a lot of clients, and we do explain this, is that if you think about traveling somewhere, and this is something to have different goals. So you're going to have short-term goals, medium and long-term goals. And one way to just simply explain this is that if you have three different trips, uh, if and if one of them you're going to go from your house to a nearby store, what kind of transportation might you take? Well, you're probably going to walk or bike because it's, it's the easiest form and you're going to get there quickest. If it's cold, I know it's winter, but God, it feels like <laughs> spring out. It feels like spring out there. So it's not the best comparison but you maybe you take an uber maybe you drive but um trip b yeah you're gonna go from hamilton to toronto let's see you're definitely not gonna walk uh, i sure hope not unless you're running a marathon but uh, uh, you might bike or you're more, more likely going to use a car bus or train and trip c you're going from ontario to florida maybe you're a snowbird and you're gonna go get some sun you're probably gonna fly you might drive 
But just this example here is just three different goals. So if you have a short-term goal, maybe that's one to two years, you're not going to put your money into high-risk, not um, volatile stocks. You're going to put that into interest-bearing, maybe a money market or a cash account. Trip B, uh, you're going to use Hamilton to Toronto. So maybe a medium-term goal, you might put it in fixed income or a balanced portfolio to add some added growth. And then trip C, you're going from Ontario to Florida. Uh, you're probably going to have this in some growth funds. Uh, you're going to have more equity exposure because you can afford the vol volatility to have a larger rate of return for goals down the line. But you want to have a properly diversified portfolio in terms of this because as I mentioned before, your goals may change and the market's always changing and everything else during our annual reviews. It's a living plan and you need to make sure that you have goals set aside for long, medium and uh, short term goals. You know, I just want to correct you there, Mitch. Uh, our environment minister would take his bike for all three of those trips, just in case you're questioning that at all. All right. <laughs> Enough. Planning your financial future, we are. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Mitch Fox are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. Find out more at donfox.net. You can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. Quick break here. We're coming back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Mitch Fox are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. Find out more at donfox.net. Call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. Financial planning calculators. Uh, wow. How does this work? You, you got a tool. You got an app for everything, Don. We, we do have an app for everything. I, this is Christmas for me, really, Scott. I've been asking for certain things uh, in our company. IG Wealth is, has supplied it and literally is hot off the press. Just came in in the last week and pretty excited about this. Now, first of all, I want to preface this by saying the living plan portal, a true financial plan, is the, you know, is really the Cadillac. This is what you need. It will give you... Um, a real good snapshot on how are you doing and are you on your way towards your financial goals, retirement, education, estate planning, tax planning. It really brings it all together. However, there is times where you just want to know, what if I, how much do I put in an RSP? What will I save? When should I re, what, what, what's the benefit of retiring uh, and taking in my can of pension plan earlier or should I take it later? These are what calculators are for, and they give you quick answers. And we've got uh, amassed a, a whole bunch of them here. I'm going to go through each calculator. First of all, for the listeners, go to ig.ca, and I'll repeat, ig.ca, and go to support. And under the support tab, you will find calculators. And that's where you find this. And these are fantastic to, to use and, and generally intuitive. These are meant for our clients and the public to just answer some some questions, okay? And a perfectly good question right now is, well, if I put money into an RSP, how much tax will I save? It's RSP season, why don't we do that? So you go to our first one, it's called, and, and we've broken these down into four areas. The first one being retirement calculators. So the first one is called an RSP calculator. And it will, first question it will ask you is what province are you from? Because each province has a different tax rate. And it will, also, it will tell you, then you'll ask what income 
you earn, and it will put in what your marginal tax bracket is. And then it will give you three adjustable scenarios on how much tax you will save if you made an RSP contribution. There's a nice little bar chart too, quite cool. So, so if you put in 5,000 or 10,000 or 15,000 RSP, how much tax will you save? The interesting thing is, you'll also say what the cost is on an after-tax basis. One thing it doesn't do though, it doesn't show what the tax bracket, it does say what tax bracket you're in, but what, what if you're kind of teeny-tottering on both sides of one tax bracket? And so if you put in 15,000, you may not save 30%. You may save 25% because your income is on both sides. You're, you're part of your income, you'll get your income out of the 30% bracket and then into the 20% bracket. And so it is interesting, you can actually do a, a quick calculation yourself and say, okay, what's the average amount of tax I save? But again, this is where speaking to your financial planner would give you the optimal amount that you should contribute to an RSP. It is very cool about that calculator that you can put in multiple uh, different amounts that you put in there and it shows you in three graphs on the same page as to how much tax you save. So it's it's nice that you don't have to keep redoing it and just kind of writing down how much you save. You can visually see on one screen uh, three different scenarios of comparison. What if I do five, seven, ten or however much you're putting in? And it tells you how much you save and how much after tax for each scenario in a bar graph at the bottom. Yeah, just fantastic. And nice thing about all these is a PDF and they can be printed. So these are, and that goes with all these calculators. So that age old, and age old question, when should I take my Canada pension benefit out? When should I start that? And I know we've talked about this uh, many times on this show. Interesting enough, in the last few weeks, uh, or actually only the last couple of weeks, the Global Mail has run, I wish I started my Canada pension plan later. I wish I started my Canada pension plan earlier. And basically having actual people write in on why it made sense for them to start it when they did, or they're feeling some regret. So, and again, every situation is different. But what this does, it is will say, okay, when do you want to start? Well, so in my case, I'm 61 years old. What if I started it right now? Wouldn't probably make a whole lot of sense. I'm still working and and don't plan. I don't know when that will stop. But if you start at 61 and versus, let's say I wait till the end, which would be 70. Well, okay, we'll see what that brings out. Uh, what's the inflation rate? This is extremely important. This is why it's so hard to do this by hand. I used to sit there and guess, you know, you use a calculator, but you you can't really index it. And Canada Pension Plan has an inflation rate built right in to it. So by delaying Canada Pension Plan, you're also getting the indexing. And that's very tough to calculate just by hand. So I used to do an educated guess. And, and, and you're not far off. You're only off maybe by you know half a year. So I used 2.5%. I know uh, we just said inflation was 2.9, but ah, I figure it's going to get down to 2.5. So let's just use 2.5 in this case. What kind of pension plan do I qualify for? Well, that's where you enter, you know, depending on your work and how many years you didn't contribute to the max and if how many years you did contribute to the max. I figure I'm at 100%, so I put 100% down. Uh, life expectancy. Uh, kind of a cool graph here. You put in whatever age. Well, I, I put in 100. And the nice thing is, 
it doesn't mean you're going to live to 100. Hopefully you do, but it it will show immediately change the graph. As you move the dial, it, the graph changes automatically. And it's almost like a slide rule. So I used 100% low. So then you can, the, immediately the graph will show the break-even point. And, and you also can do a PDF, which I mentioned earlier, which you can then print out depending on how, how long you live. So in my case, if I started now at 61 versus starting at 70, my break-even would be 77 years of age, 77. And so if I lived, if I didn't live to 77, then I would have been better off starting it now versus starting at 70. Um, if I live past 77, I'm ahead of the game. I'm glad I waited till 70. So that's the break even. But what if I died on my 70th birthday? That's not like the ultimate kick in the shins because you never got to collect your first payment of Canada Pension Plan. And based on this, and I would have missed out on $116,000 of Canada Pension Plan versus you know literally getting zero. So I, I'm behind the eight ball by $116,000 at age 70 that I could have collected. And that's what actually a lot of people always resort to. Well, you know what, if I don't live that long, I've contributed all these years, I should get something. If I don't make it past 70, then, you know, that wouldn't be so great. <clears throat> Absolutely. They're right. Un the reality is most people do live a lot past 70. Okay. So they're underestimating their, their longevity, but, Let's say I live to 95, like my grandparents did. I would miss out. Now the pendulum swings the other way. I would miss out on $405,000 of Canada Pension Plan. So starting at 70, I would be ahead of by $405,000. That's incredible. Absolutely a, a, a life-changing amount of money that you could be getting. Um, and if I did make it to the magic 100 years of age, I would miss out by $549,000. Over half a million dollars I would miss out on by just starting my Canada Pension Plan at 61 versus starting at 70. This, these are huge numbers. So really when I look at Canada Pension Plan, it is one of the best hedges against longevity. So I really call it longevity insurance. So where your other plans are saying, okay, let's draw more out of the RSPs, let's do other things. At least I got the longevity insurance, which is my Canada pension plan. I'm waiting till 70 to start that, knowing it will be, if I do live a long time, you'll be better off. You know what I find fascinating about this discussion? I mean, if you're having it when you're Mitch's age, that's one thing. But, you know, for people who are going through this, people that are close to our age, maybe way older than us, Don, but... Uh, uh, you know, if you're making this decision at age 60 and then you're talking about age 70, are you not at age 60 think, saying to yourself, well, yeah, I'm going to live another 10 years. Like it, it, ama it amazes me the closer you get to this, that you don't think, well, I, I'm not, am I going to die in the next five years? Am I going to, you know, I know no. I'm, you know what I say? So as you get closer to that threshold, you would think the decision would be easier. Nah, I don't need it. I'm going to. And, and you're absolutely right, Scott. Unfortunately, there's one thing what human beings have. It's called emotions. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> I forgot and about when, that. <laughs> and when you start to mix money with emotion, people do not make the rash financial decisions because 
well, what if I just took that money now? It's fun. I could do this with it. But, you know, uh, you're, you're talking about this. We're, we're the same age and you're, you're talking about uh, 70. Well, for you and me, I'm turning 62 this year. That's only eight years away. So right. to me, that's, you know, I was going to say high school, but that's extending it a bit. <laughs> Maybe high school and post-secondary. But, you know, it, it's a very short period of time which again, makes us realize how close we're getting to the opposite end. But it's funny, you would think that decision would be easier the older you get. You would think so. And these are the conversations I have all the time. In fact, I had one client who I, I had this conversation and I said, start at 70 and all his friends took it at 60. And it's almost like a club 60 event. They all get together and say why it's so great to have it at 60 and at the party. You got to get into the 60 club. You don't know what you're missing out on. I know what you're missing out on. If you if you live to 95, you're missing out on $405,000. That's what you're missing out on. And then it won't be quite the party that he thought those people thought. So you're absolutely right. So much emotion and almost peer pressure from other people suggesting they should take it out earlier. And it, it is remarkable but that's what I love about this calculator. For those listeners, go look, check out the calculator. Again, ig.ca, go to support, go to calculators. This one here for me is, is a game changer. I've wanted this for over a decade and, and, it's, and it's, it showed up this week. And in fact, I got the first preview of it because I've been probably in some, a few people's ears trying to get this done. So this is quite exciting to see this um, on paper. And I'm really pumped about it. Hey, maybe um, you should have worked on the Arrive Can app. <laughs> we might have been in better shape if Don was on the Arrive Can app. Uh, boy, trust me, I'm, I can guarantee you the company did not pay the 60 same million for these calculators. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they did not pay sixty million for these calculators, uh, boy, and they do a lot you're, more. You're buying lunch, Don. You got the sixty million for that. <laughs> and, and and funny enough, they probably do a lot more than the Arrive Can app ever did. So <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> And the, so, purpose will last, and the purpose will last longer too. Yeah, you actually oh, get benefit out of it. It's not just for the pandemic. So anyhow, the next calculator is a RIF payment calculator. So again, depending on your age, you can start a RIF actually anytime. You just move it from an RSP into RIF, a registered retirement income fund. You have to start your RIF no later than 71. And and then again, you don't actually have to have the first payment that year. You can start the following year. So you can, the cool thing with this is you stick in amount, the amount of your RSPs. You start your, you put in your RIF age and the end age. And I always like, again, I use 100 because there's no downside by using that number. It will just show what your payments would come out to be. Now, one thing I really like about this calculator, it also offers you to put in your spouse's age. Because a RIF can be based on either your age or your spouse's age. So if your spouse is, say, five years younger, um, it, there, it really makes a big difference on the amount you pull out of your RIF. Or you at least have the choice to pull out of your RIF because the percentage is lower. So this, this is a great option. And, and a lot of financial, uh, and again, I would go to banks. I'm going to throw them under the bus on this. Never bring up when they're setting up a RIF. Would you like this based on your spouse's age? And, you know, even if there's a one-year difference, there's no downside to having it based on the spouse's age because you can always increase the RIF payment, but you can, always, you can only decrease it to the minimum amount. So it's, a, it's actually a really handy idea to have this in. You also throw in the, the return rate. 
So, you know, you can put in a conservative amount. I actually use four and a half percent on this. And um, in the start time, you can start this year or next year. You, you can have a, a minimum payment or a fixed amount. Now, the fixed amounts are kind of an interesting. You can say, okay, I want 2000 a month. Well, if it's not at the minimum, it'll force you to take the minimum out. Now, the other end of it, let's say you're over the minimum, but now the minimum catches up to your forced, your fixed amount. You then have to take out more and you then back to the minimum. It automatically calculates this though. So if your spouse is 65 and you're 71, you you would, you know, normally you would set up your RIF and you would have to take out by law 5.28%. Okay, so if you have a million dollars in your RSP, you would have to take out $52,800 out of your RIF that first year. Um, or if you based on your spouse's age, you 65, you only have to take out 4.17%. There's an $11,100 difference by basing it on your spouse's age. And it's just great to have that option. Again, you may not use that option, but again, there's no downside. It's almost like getting a car and you got all these options. Sure, throw them all in. And I may not use them. I may use them, but uh, it, it doesn't cost you anything. And finally, um, one other, I know just before the break here, uh, old age clawback is another one. And it shows your, we always talk about the old age clawback and I know it's called the recovery tax, but I still think it's really just called clawback. Re recovery taxes doesn't sound the truth, to be honest. So, so your income threshold right now, it shows right on the calculator, 90,997. So call it 91,000. You put your income in and it'll tell you how much you got clawed back. Now, maybe zero. If your income's under 91,000, no problem. But let's say you, you made 140,000 last year because you sold your cottage, had a big capital gain, what have you you would lose $7,350 of, of your $8,560 that you would be entitled to getting normally. So that's a massive amount. The nice thing about the calculator, it puts a nice little pie chart together and it literally shows you how much you don't get to have. So we'll get back to calculators um, in the five minute section. All right, we are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Mitch Fox are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net. You can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. Another quick break here. We're coming right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Mitch Fox are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net. You can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. All right. Asking the burning question, are you average? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's human nature to always wonder really where you stand in comparison to others. And I, I, especially now, now with social media, there's a tendency for people to commonly think they're far behind, even even uh, even when they're not. Uh, they see ev everyone on social media and most people, no one posts bad stuff or normal stuff on social media. It's typically only the good stuff. So maybe they're going away or they're getting married or um, doing all of this stuff and everyone wants to kind of compare them to that. And if they're not going away as much as other people, or if they're not getting a house, getting a new car, there's all sorts of comparisons and it, it, you really should 
not compare yourself to all the best times. Um, it's nice to know what the average is. And this goes back all the way to grade school. Uh, average height, uh, average tests on grades. Uh, there's so many different averages uh, in your phase of life. And one that I wanted to discuss today was average net worth at each age bracket. So net worth is the most basic level and value of your assets minus your debts. So for example, if you have a million dollar house and a $500,000 mortgage, as well as $100,000 in investment and a $20,000 car value, you have a net worth of $620,000. So research done by Investment Funds Institute of Canada has reported that the average investor's net worth is actually three to four times higher when they have a financial planner versus when they do not. And this applies to every age group. So not just not just the affluent and older, it applies to every single age group. So um, the average net worth as you approach retirement, so people that are younger than 35 years old is $76,300. And this is a broad age span. Uh, it's usually pretty it's pretty far away from retirement, especially if your average is 76,000, that would be tough to retire on. Um, but if the average is that, it, that would mean that you'd have $40,000 without an advisor. And with an advisor, your net worth could be roughly around 120 dollars to $160,000 uh, for the people under 35. In the 35 to 44 age bracket, the average net worth is $436,200. A million net worth is a great goal to aim for for the mid-40s. Uh, housing markets certainly skew net worth because they can account for a very large percentage of the figure. So there is liquid net worth for, versus fixed. Um, it's tough to, sometimes housing, you can't really sell that. So um, it, it is what adding to your net worth, but the liquid net worth would be your assets, your investments that you can easily use on a daily basis. But uh, with this figure at 436200 this means that without an advisor, your net worth would be roughly 200000 And with an advisor, it would be six hundred dollars to $800,000, which is the, the massive difference. And uh, so when you hit the 45 to 54 bracket, the average net worth is $833,250. So by this age, a lot of the bigger expenses in life are starting to subside side like your mortgage paying for kids university and you can really devote a lot more to your savings and your retirement accounts you're also getting into your peak uh, income years uh, late 40s early 50s tend to be people's peak for their um for their incomes but this also means with an advisor your net worth would be roughly four hundred thousand without an advisor sorry and with an advisor would be about 1.2 to 1.6 million dollars so the value advice is very strong in every single age bracket and the younger you start the bigger difference that these figures really add up to so when they're doing that three to four times of research it, it really is starting from younger ages and doing it continuously i know the annual checkups i talked about earlier it's by going to these annual reviews is how you're getting that difference of net worth by showing up, learning more, putting in strategies in place and making sure they're really being uh, attended to. And then for those in the 55 to 64 range, the average net worth is 1.175,900. So almost $1.2 million. And this is typically around when most are looking to retire. Uh, Freedom 55 is... Less and less common these days, sorry to say, but people are also living longer, uh, the average age growing differently, which means 
people are having to have their money last longer as well. So they're having to work longer. Um, this is usually a sweet spot for many retirees. Uh, like they're definitely in their peak earning years in these years because they are looking to retire. So they've worked their entire life and they're probably making more than they ever have, which means they're putting away more than they ever have. So in this age group, uh, the difference is just massive if you have an advisor versus not having an advisor. So your net worth is uh, without an advisor, 650,000 roughly. And with, with an advisor, it's about 1.8 to 2.4 million. So the value of advice is definitely a lot more than that 2% fee that you're paying every year. Um, you need to make sure you're getting good advice. And the way you're getting good advice is to find a financial planner that knows what they're doing, has their CFP designation. That means that they've earned their stripes and they're continuing to do education every year. And it's not just focusing on investment returns. It's focusing on the tax planning, um, the estate planning. There's a lot of stuff that comes with financial planning. And most people just tend to focus on the investments. What is, what's my return? Well, the tax plan is equally as effective. And I know we're in RSP season right now few days left here and people who are looking to put away rsps right now they can get a tax refund from that and the best thing to do with that is just throw it right in your tfsa or read double dip put in your rsp for next year because that you're just going to have double the compound interest by doing that and that's how you really get that difference in net worth when you start to do that start a financial planning instead of spending that refund which i know a lot of people love to get that refund and go on that or getting into March break, maybe they go on a March break trip pretty soon. <laughs> we are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Mitch Fox are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net. You can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. Quick break here. We're coming back for our last segment. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. We are planning our financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Mitch Fox are here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net. You can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. I'm telling you, the way he's talking about this financial calculator stuff, he should have been on the ArriveCan app, but continue on with this, uh, Mr. <laughs> IT. Yeah, you think I was working for IT the way I'm going about this. I am excited about these, I'm telling you. And again, for those listeners, go to IG.ca, go to the tab support, and then you'll find the calculators right underneath that. But yeah, there's so much. And again, kind of going, you know, with what Mitch was just saying, the value of advice. You know, it's kind of funny. Some of those, you know, I find them quite odd, these commercials that say, and there's some really good ones right now, and it says, well, the return would be this. Versus if the return was this, if you didn't make, you know, if you had to take a higher fee. Well, the funny enough is, is they never look at the returns after fees. And a lot of the time, those commercials, which are very well done, the return is the same after fees because they're, they're buying a totally different investment. So I know I'm distracted a little bit, but under what Mitch was saying, you're getting three to four times a net worth by having a financial planner. And part of it is understanding what's really going on. And, and commercials are not the way to learn financial literacy. It is talking to a planner that really knows what they're talking about and has their, have their, has their CFP, a certified financial planner. So one of the things, and one of the calculators I did like, and again, I like them all, to be honest, 
But one was investing. It's under the investment tab. It's stay invested. What's the cost of staying invested? So if you are taking one of those, call it cheap alternatives that say they're saving you all this money, who's, who are you going to call if the market's down? And it's absolutely incredible by missing a few months how much return or how much dollars you would miss out on. And so, in fact, you, you don't have to go too far. Look at last year. If you had enough after October and said, that's it, it's been a pretty dismal. 22 was a bad year. 23, right up until October, we haven't made any money again. You missed the last two months. You missed the whole year. That's it. You did not make any return at all in 23, and the year ended up about 10% on a, on, a, on a diversified portfolio. So two months meant you missed the year. So that's how the markets work. So I'm using an example. And the nice thing about this calculator, it goes back 20, 30, 40 years in history. And it works out for you if you missed one month, if you missed three months, what happens if you took the money and put it on the sidelines and wait for a better time and, you know, looked at our crystal ball and tried to figure out, okay, I'm pretty sure the market is not going to be good. I'm going to put it in T-bills and then and wait till I'm feeling more comfortable. And I can't tell you, Scott, how many times I've heard this. So what does comfort mean? Comfort means the market's gone up. It means you've already witnessed it going up for a last while, and then you want to get in after it's gone up. It's never after the market's dropped and buying low. It always seems to me when it's heading up. So if you put $500,000 into an investment, and this is right off the calculator, folks. So if you put 500000 for 30 years, so basically goes from 1993 to 2022. And you didn't miss a beat. You left it in there, basically just said, I am going to trust the performance. By the way, this is the, uh, the TSX, too. This is the Canadian stock market. So this would not even be the U.S. market, which would be a, a significant amount higher than this. So, you know, or, or international or anything else. This is simply the TSX. You would have $6,057,000 if you put in half a million bucks and waited 30 years. Pretty darn good. So. Let's say you missed simply one month. Okay, one month in 30 years. That's it. That's a lot of months. So you, you went through 30 years. And you know what? I'm putting it on the sidelines for one month. And then you realize, oops, I shouldn't have done that. And you missed the best one month. You would now have 5437000 You would have missed out on $619,000 by miss, missing one month. That's the cost of trying to time the market. And what happens if you missed uh, three months? Well, then instead of getting $6 million, you'd be down to 400000 $4,400,000. Again, what, I, what we often find is we'll find, a, there's a lot of clients that have over a million dollars that we, we meet. It's what we don't often see is what could it have been if they had seen a planner earlier. And so instead of having that million dollars, they could have been, $2 million or even $3 million had they had a proper financial plan throughout that. And so if you missed nine months, you'd be down to $2.6 million, okay? Down from $600, six, $6 million. So again, there's a $3.4 million decrease by missing nine months. And if you said, you know what, I'm taking a year off out of the markets, 
Um, so out of those 30 years, you took you missed the 12 best months by trying to time the market. You'd be down to about 2.1 million. You'd miss about $4 million. About two-thirds of all the return is missed by just missing 12 months out of 30 years. And again, those are the best 12 months. So incredible, incredibly powerful. It just shows the, co the cost of not sticking to the plan. And again, for those listeners that want to go through this and go through this exercise, go to ig.ca, go under the support tab and click on calculators. You'll love it. You know, I remember you once comparing, and I'm all for the uh, DIY, but you once compared it to uh, do-it-yourself doctoring. And, you know, <laughs> we're not building a birdhouse here. It's uh, it's amazing what people sometimes think they know. All right. We have been planning our financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Don Fox and Mitch Fox have been here from Fox Group Private Wealth Management. You can find out more at donfox.net. You can call them at IG Private Wealth Management at 905-972-7420. Another fabulous show, gentlemen. Thank you so much. We'll chat again next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.